Manage Self, Lead Others podcast. My name is Pip Savaris, and in this episode, we're joined by founder and managing director of Brainpower Training, Nina Sunday CSP. Welcome, Nina. Thank you, Pip. It's a delight to be here, and uh, welcome to all our guests. Uh, really excited to be sharing with you uh, what I've gleaned over the last 12 months, especially. <laughs> Yes, so today's topic is Zoom virtual meeting tips every manager should know. So super relevant at the moment. And um, I'm going to jump straight into the questions and ask Nina some things. And then later we might open up if anyone else um, has any questions as well. So first of all, Nina, what are your pro tips on looking and sounding professional on Zoom? Well, let's, let's talk about looking good because... I find that it's all evolving and uh, I'm getting smarter every day with tools and tactics. Um, and by the way, everything that I'm talking about is transferable to across all the programs, whether you're using MS Teams or GoToMeeting or Moodle or, or any uh, Webinar Jam, any one of these uh, platforms. But I will be making specific reference to Zoom because that's the one I'm currently using, having, but I have used all of them, WebEx, all of them over the years. Now, I use, and of course, what I used to do and what I do now has evolved. I used to be quite happy to um, just use the camera on my laptop, but now I've actually purchased a Logitech webcam and honestly, my colour has improved no end. I probably had uh, a, a little bit of white pallor before, but um, in, uh, now that um, I'm using this webcam, it's, uh, it's much better. And the trick with the webcam is to, um, is to use the white balance to actually um, get the right coloring for you. So uh, I find that about under 5,000, uh, about 4,600, 4,700 gives me the right colouring. So, for example, if I actually removed my camera now, my Logitech now, and went back to, uh, oops, then I have to change, start my video and use the, um, uh, select the camera, FaceTime, huh? there we go, start again. Oops, you'll probably notice a difference. That is, my web, uh, that is my laptop. And now I'll quickly put my webcam back in and um, hopefully it all works okay. And I just have to change the setting and I think you can be the judge. Mm -hmm. when I, yes, and you'll see, look at that. Look at the difference, look at the difference in coloring. I just have to change the angle now because uh, I've <laughs> got myself caught up in a different angle. There we go, right. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's good. So um, the ca I think thinking about getting a decent camera and uh, if your budget will stretch, that's a really good move. As far as sounding good, I've actually evolved from that. The Logitech webcam, whether you'd use, the other one that people use is the C C920 and all the speakers are using the Brio, Logitech Brio. But it comes with a really superior mic, better than the one that's in your laptop. And I've got, I'm using a brand new MacBook Pro. I used to use an old MacBook Pro. Um, but I now actually have got a lapel mic, which is a Rode Smart Lav Plus. 
And when we did uh, a few tests, uh, Pip and I, uh, yesterday and today, the, the, the comment is there's just better clarity. Now, I'm actually, the, thing, the thing we have to be aware of is echo. We want to get rid of echo and a lot of people don't hear it, but your recipients, or your, sorry, your viewers do. And I've actually got in front of me, because I'm in a fairly large room, I've got some mats on the floor, I've actually got a, um, I've actually got some bedding and some pillows that are sitting on one of those clothes areas. And I'm, I actually decided when I brought it in that I might actually get another two so I can surround myself by clothes errors covered in bedding. And then that creates a little capsule of sound. So um, in, in, in terms of, uh, if you don't want to uh, go as far as a lapel mic, those AirPods, if you actually do, um, uh, if you're a Mac person or an iPhone person, they come with AirPods, they're good. Or those cables, they give you a, a decent sound. I actually did get a Sennheiser headset once, but I think the look of them isn't isn't that good anymore. So I've actually been able to grow. Um, it's all about, and the, the really important tip is all about angle. Now, my eyes are directly in a line with the camera, uh, the camera hold. And all you have to do is really raise it. And I, my favorite is uh, a ream of copy paper or a couple of reams of copy paper. I've got two reams of copy paper under my laptop to actually lift my, uh, my laptop to eye level. And as I'm talking, I'm actually looking into that, uh, that camera hole. I mentioned that earlier. The other thing to look good is background. Now, of course, I think, Pip, what, do you have an opinion on virtual versus, um, versus real authentic backgrounds? I do like, I think you can go through phases. I think sometimes you might like the virtual when you're feeling a bit like, you know, fancy. And then other times you want to be authentic and just have, you know, whatever's behind you. I love my plants in the background always. So I like having them. Um, but yeah, Nina, you've gone through a bit of um, virtual and then normal backgrounds as yeah. well. And of course, sometimes um, if I'm going to show a PowerPoint now um, or a slideshow, uh, if, if you are on Zoom, there's uh, the... the they've actually with the the recent uh, upgrade there's an opportunity now it's called beta where if you go into the advanced settings after you share your screen there's a beta version where you can actually as long as you've made the images maybe on the left hand side of the slide your image can actually be quite big on well you can position your image anywhere on the on the on the slide but i position myself on the bottom right of the slide and make the um the image that I want people to see the left of the slide. And that's a new feature in, in Zoom. Uh, and for that, I need the, uh, the green screen in the background, uh, which is just, well, I just went on eBay and got one of those nice big um, green curtains with uh, two big, um, uh, not tripods, poles, yeah, poles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so you can just hang it down. So, um, the background, one, I know another speaker recommends that you can actually put a wall hanging behind you. The other thing I've observed, Pip, is you've done the right thing. You actually have a corner in the background. And if you look at a lot of the professionals on television, they often position themselves uh, with a corner somewhere. I don't, 
actually have the luxury of a corner in this room, even though it's big. But um, I've actually, so I've positioned, I've created some interest with a little bit of a background light and some art and some books and a plant. But um, certainly if you can position yourself with a corner in the background, that's really good. Hmm. Yeah, and also um, the lighting. You want the light coming in <gasps> on your face rather than shadowing behind you. Like I've got a window in front of me with the light coming onto my face. And then same with Nina, you've got your light, your windows around you. That's right. And nothing's worse than someone sitting in front of an open window and all you can see of them is a silhouette. I can't believe that happens. It <laughs> still happens. You know, people that you think should know better. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so... The second kind of question that I have is what is like the secret of avoiding latency, freezing, underwater sounds and dropouts when you're in a meeting? Well, I can't believe how long it took me to find out, I'm going to do it now, that if I attach my cable and all I needed to do was go and buy an Ethernet cable adapter, because uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on a MacBook Pro, it took a guy in a video store to tell me, oh, yes, you use an Ethernet cable, don't you? I went, oh, no, I use Wi-Fi. <laughs> so everybody, everybody knows that you use an Ethernet cable. Well, I didn't until someone told me. So I'm telling you now, I'm passing it on. Another interesting tip I found to uh, increase the power of your signal is to do a shutdown just before you open up a meeting because that clears anything that might be operating in the background and anything that's drawing power is, uh, is, is, is potential for a glitch. And the other really important tip is make someone else in the meeting a co-host. I, as president of Professional Speakers Australia, I was leading a monthly a chapter meeting for about 40 people. I didn't make someone a co-host. And even with my brand new uh, Mac uh, laptop, I had a glitch with sound, but because I couldn't leave the meeting, it would end the meeting. I hadn't made someone else a co-host and I was freezing. I had to actually get my old second laptop, go to a far corner of the room and log in from there. The meeting was still going, thank goodness, because I hadn't closed it down. But really, any glitch can happen at any time. It's just, it sneaks up from behind you. So that's really important. Yeah. Um, yes. So I guess coming from a few things that we've talked about, what is best practice for leading Zoom online team meetings, especially? Okay. So I've heard this from participants and I've heard it from my facilitators. Managers have to remember, especially if they're managing a remote team and there's going to be a lot of that for the next year or how, whoever knows how long, that you're not just focused on operational efficiency. People are not just accepting orders. You're not giving orders. You need an opportunity for people to interact. And what you might need to remember is the emotional intelligence side of leading people remotely is that there's an undercurrent of worry and stress. People are actually working from home where uh, it may not be totally conducive to focus, it could be children, it could be pets, it could be interruptions. Um, so if you are leading a team, open up with some human stuff. Find out 
appropriately, without prying, what is it, you know, what's happening in your life? So just be open to finding out a little bit about the human side of people and definitely be tolerant. You know, I, I've got a cat wandering around at the moment. It might start to meow. Um, we have to accept that because we can't lock them in a box or they'll meow even louder. <laughs> Normally she's asleep at this hour. <laughs> um, the other thing is there's in Zoom and I think in other platforms as well, there's an opportunity to have breakout rooms. And if you're maybe going to be launching a new, um, a new policy or a new procedure or a new practice or process, sometimes people need an opportunity to share or get ideas off their chest or bounce around a few ideas before they come back and announce it to everybody. So uh, that's something to think about. If it's something that is going to be a little bit provocative or contentious, give people a chance to actually chat amongst themselves just for five or seven minutes and then come back and maybe give a summary. Because one of the things you want is a psychological safety means that everybody gets a say and we have to avoid the loud talkers swaying the conversation and the introverts who might, who are really good thinkers, they bite their tongue because they think, oh, they're very confident. They're saying their idea uh, very vehemently, my idea mustn't be worth anything. I've heard people say that. That seems to be a, a little bit of a streak in introverts. So as a manager, for psychological safety, you invite people who are not saying anything. Oh, Mary, what do you think? Jack, uh, have you got any thoughts on this? That's called a rifle shot question, by the way, where you actually uh, find somebody that isn't saying anything, but maybe read the signals. Do they look like they, they have got something to say? You don't ever want to embarrass anybody, but, and also give people a chance to pass, but you know, I, I don't have any thoughts. Oh, I'm fine. That's fine. If you were really concerned that they had some thoughts that they're not willing to share in front of the group, what do you think you should do? Schedule a one-on-one. -on -one. And in fact, that's the other thing to use with Zoom, uh, with meetings is if you had, when we were in offices, uh, we, we would have a one-on-one -on -one even just passing in the corridor. So my advice to managers is to make sure you schedule one-on-ones. If you were doing it monthly in office, I recommend do it twice as frequently uh, while we're managing remotely uh, every fortnight, maybe weekly. So that's actually, that way you're going to get a good temperature gauge of what people are really thinking. Nothing's worse than managers operating as if everything's fine, but there's an undercurrent that they don't know about. So uh, you're better off. What is it? A no is better than not knowing. Yeah, yeah back to what you were saying before about um, psychological safety. I think it's really important that sometimes during in meetings, people just leave themselves on mute all the time, like no video and mute. And then they just get kind of lost and never spoken to with the manager so i think yeah that's really important to make sure that you know if you always see someone on mute like hey like do you want to add something to what we're saying kind of thing exactly exactly now i've got a few more best practices around the tools and the functions because uh security cyber security is important and therefore i'm in the habit now of always setting up a waiting room because uh, i was just in a three-person uh, private Zoom meeting and we just had some uh, sound interference. I don't know if it was what's called a Zoom bomber, but we certainly had some sound interference, which uh, we all sort of 
uh, pricked up our ears and went, what's that? And then it just disappeared. Um, also, mute upon entry, because um, I've done several of these sort of, and we will open up the, uh, the uh, lines to, uh, and the videos for people to ask their questions, or if you just want to pop it in chat now, you can. And if I can answer it, I will. Um, but we've, we've had it where we were at this point where the lines were open and someone came in and they were busy typing. It's like they, were busy, they weren't aware that they were coming in so late that actually uh, their sound was interfering with the fact that we had the lines open. But um, we'll take that risk very, <laughs> in a moment very shortly. Um, the thing with chat is if some really good um, uh, links or comments are in chat, just be aware of those three little dots on the right, bottom right-hand corner of chat. You can actually click those and save chat. And what it does mean, it's a right-click for me. Um, and when you click on it, it will save the chat to your, uh, to your device, but only from the point at which you clicked. So if you want it right at the end, you might have to click it again just before you all leave. Um, and private messages appear on saved chat. So if you really want a private message, go to, go to text or SMS or something, but one-on-one uh, -on -one messages in the chat box will actually appear if someone saves a chat. Um, the other thing to be aware of is to mirror your, uh, it's in settings, is to mirror your video because sometimes a book title or if you hold up, if you hold up a, a piece of paper, like uh, I've got this on air sign, uh, it is showing on air, but if I hadn't mirrored my video, it would look like it's showing into a mirror. By the way, um, this is a sign that I often put on the front door because I did. I had a courier turn up just before we went on air and knocked on the door. I'd rather that didn't happen while we're doing a Zoom. So sometimes what I've done when I've been, uh, when we've had maybe 10 people in the office, I've actually put it on a chair and put it at the top of the stairs so even if people don't know what it means, they, mean, they know it means something. So it means they might tippy-toe and not, uh, not sort of talk in a very loud voice. Yes. Um, one of my little tips is in terms of the, the time, I've actually got my phone settings on do not disturb and I put it on a particular clock app and my display is never to auto lock because then because nothing's worse. I've been on stage and I thought I had my app and then I went, oh, I, because it locked after two minutes, I no longer had my clock app. These are the little mistakes that you learn by. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did we have time for one more question? I do. And we'll open up the, uh, the lines. Yes. Um, so kind of broad, five things leaders should never do in a Zoom meeting. Well, I'm thinking, I'm, uh, I'm thinking that you should only invite to a meeting the people that need to be there. The fewer, the better. And have multiple short meetings rather than one big meeting with everybody because then you have that problem of psychological safety where, well, the two attributes of psychological safety is conversational equality and social sensitivity. And what happens is, the introverts can shut down in a big group. The, the fast talkers can take over. So you actually want to divide and conquer. 
So often frequent short meetings is better than one big long meeting. Now, and the other thing is, be aware of your appearance. Uh, well, I think, I think this is evolving too. So maybe if you're lis listening or watching this in six months time, maybe we all just accept t-shirts. But I'm just thinking, um, you, you don't want to look like you've just come in from a run with a t-shirt with a or a singlet and some shorts and some open, well, no one's going to see your sandals, but I'm just saying, just have some clothes that, that maybe uh, give you a, a bit of a professional appearance from the waist up at least. What yeah. do they say? Business on top, party down below. <laughs> <laughs> but that can be, that can be something that, uh, that um, Tip, uh, Pip, I might get you to ask to un uh, ask everybody to unmute. I think everybody can just unmute themselves now if you if you're willing to. Um, I, I I know the very professional speaker who told the story that he always wears professional uh, clothes, top and bottom, because he was presenting, and the the uh, session went on for longer, and he wanted to to relieve himself, have a refresh break. And he didn't feel he could because he had shorts on and he thought it would, you know, um, create the wrong impression. So he's learnt now that he'll have, always have professional uh, attire, both top and bottom. So um, a couple of people are um, uh, showing themselves. I'm just wondering, let's open up the, uh, the conversation. Any questions, any observations? Nina, I've got a question. Hi, Helen. Hi. Um, I've run a few remote meetings on Zoom and I get uh, a little bit disconcerted when people all of a sudden leave the video or leave the room. They, they, don't, um, they don't say, oh, excuse me a moment, and, and like you would if you were in a normal boardroom environment. Oh. I just need to. But all of a sudden they'll disappear off the screen and then they'll pop back and... and you know very well that they're actually, they've missed a component of what's been discussed. How, okay, well, how, how do you manage that? That's a very good question. Now, these are uh, people in your company? Yes, yeah. Okay, because that's easier to handle, right? There's a rule in business, which is if there are no rules, people make their own rules. So now you just make a rule. Uh, let's just agree to a couple of things. If you are going to leave, well, do they actually switch off their video or do they just leave it with the video? Yeah, no, yeah, they just, they'll, they'll just do that and go and do something <laughs> over here and then they'll come back in and try and pretend that they, they're still up to date and they're still listening. But yeah. I, I know very well by the look on their face that they've missed a component of what I've spoken okay. about. I stop speaking and wait for them to come back or... Excellent. Oh, that's a really excellent question, Helen. Now... The, the most powerful word in the English language is the word because. So this will be something that you start or that you talk, say to them uh, at the start of the meeting. Just say, because I sometimes have important information that I want to share with you. And in the past, mm -hmm. I've observed, don't make it personal. In the past, I've observed that occasionally people have needed to my, leave the screen for a moment but because I don't know how long you're leaving for and you haven't excused yourself um, yeah. I'm just wondering if in future oh and and th there's also this BFIR template which is be, um, behavior feeling impact 
uh, uh, result. Be, uh, when, when you leave suddenly and I have something important to tell you, I feel frustrated because I don't actually know when you're coming back. And what I'd like to see in future is that you either pop in the chat box how long you'll be away for or, or the reason you're exiting. And even just a quick excuse me, uh, uh, would just to maintain the same courtesy as if we're in a face-to-face -face meeting. So you can make it more succinct. But I, I think you have to set the rules and the expectations and, um, and people will usually comply. So look, it's a new genre. So people are learning when there are no rules, people actually operate on their own rules. Yep. Anyone else with a question? Just to ask you, Nina, um, what made you choose Zoom over, say, MS Teams or another product? What would you say was the standout reason for choosing it? Breakout rooms. Ah, and, and it's a lot easier to operate on Zoom, right? Yeah. Um, look, I'm, I am part of the Australian Institute Training and Development team that was uh, converting their face-to-face -face presentation skills workshop. And there was a whole other team, subject matter experts, uh, working on, you know, instructional design or facilitation skills, whatever was their topic. We were a team that were converting the face-to-face -face workshop to the online workshop. And as a team, we all tried out GoToMeeting and uh, I had the opportunity to try out MS Teams myself with another client that I was doing some presentation skills coaching for. And, and then as a team, we all tried Zoom and hands down, Zoom won over GoToMeeting and everyone said, I know everybody uses MS Teams, but from an educator point of view and a participation point of view, we preferred Zoom. Now, I do know that some organisations use MS Teams, so that's why I said at the top, if you can find a way to make breakout rooms, and there is a way, I think in the last email, uh, sorry, in the last um, uh, webinar that we did, someone actually gave us some the pathway to actually do a breakout room in MS Teams. So if you can actually find that out yourself. Oh, yes, it's it's, def it's definitely possible and doable. Yeah. I just found that the reception that people get tends to, in my view, to be less reliable. But alas, we can't use Zoom in my organisation because the yeah. virtual platform won't allow Zoom through properly. So, hmm. yeah. so, so just take the principle of using a breakout room with the opportunity for people to chat one on, well, well it doesn't have to be one on one. It can be, if you've got a large group, you can have four or five people in a chat room. Oh. Sometimes, look, what I have found in face-to-face -face meetings, and I'm thinking of a precinct meeting in my local suburb when I was living in Sydney, there must have been 50 people at this meeting. And my husband at the time and I, we didn't actually know what the end time was. It started at 7. At 10.30 p.m., we're go they didn't even have a break. We're going, well, uh, we're looking at each other. When is this going to end? Because they never had a break, everybody was expressing their one little idea. If they'd had a break, everybody would have gone blah, 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 blah. And it would have shortened the time of the meeting. So in my experience, <clears throat> frequent short breaks are great because people often have a chance to bounce an idea and whatever response they get, they go, 
oh yeah, I won't mention that. Oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So sometimes they get feedback or positive feedback. Oh, that's a really good point. So then, then they're empowered, they're more confident. They go, oh, well, I will ask that then. You know, so sometimes they just need a chance to bounce an idea with a colleague or a peer before they're actually willing to share it with the entire group. And that's a good thing. Would you agree? Mm, definitely. Christine, love to hear your question. Oh, hello, Nina. How are you? Hello, everybody. Um, a couple of questions. One is, what do you believe is the optimal length of a Zoom meeting? Yes, well, yeah. we've made this one 20 minutes of, yeah. of, of the, of the uh, to and fro questioning and then I've opened it up. So I'm happy to stay here for as long as I need. But they do say when you schedule a meeting... You could probably do it in 30 minutes. Mm. It's a bit like phone calls. You can probably do it in three or extend to 10 if you're enjoying the conversation. And the, the worst thing you can do is actually schedule an hour because uh, Peter Principal, things expand into the time that you've made available for it. So I reckon 30 or 40 minutes is about optimum. I know when we were, um, as part of my association presidency, we, we started virtual meetings and we made them two hours. We've actually pulled them back to 90 minutes. And at the time I went, oh, we're going to miss so much. No, 90 minutes is about right when we have two speakers and other things. And that's like a, uh, an informational experience as opposed to a meeting to discuss a principle. Mm -hmm. I would say that if you have frequent short meetings that are more targeted to a specific decision, with just the people involved in making that decision, rather than having a bigger meeting with multiple points to be discussed, where some people could effectively not even be there for part of it. That's probably going to be more efficient. And it also will prevent this, what's coming up for people is Zoom fatigue. See, some people are aware that the entire time that they're on Zoom, they're also being observed more so than when they were, say, sitting at a conference table. I think that's what's causing a bit of Zoom fatigue is mm. having to stare at a small point uh, for a, a duration that's non-stop that's actually creating this Zoom fatigue. So some people don't care, but some people do care, and they're the ones that are getting tired. I remember in my early, uh, in, we've been doing regular Zooms like this for at least six months. The early days, I'd be pretty exhausted after a Zoom. Now I can do multiple in a day because it's becoming more, uh, just, you, we're just hitting our stride basically. So, yeah, that's my... Okay, the other, the other question, thank you for answering that. The other question is in relation to um, if you want to show people a video clip, okay, I'm clear oh, yeah. on on sharing things sometimes the video clips don't function properly are there any particular clues around that and or what, do you uh, send them off to send them off to watch the video clip and then ask them to come back yeah what platform oh uh, is it zoom yeah on zoom yeah oh yeah it's all of the settings you have to set it up in the settings and it'll be obvious where it is. You go through the advanced settings and there's one about allowing video. The other thing is every uh, iteration of Zoom gets better. So there's just been a recent 5.2. Yep. Have you uh, upgraded to 5.2? Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. What you have to do is you go to, um, I think it's zoom.us forward slash, it might be downloads, mm -hmm. but you can Google it. 
and then download Zoom Meeting for Clients is what it's called. That's the latest 5.2. It's got all these bells and whistles. And this is why all the platforms are, are transforming and making it possible now for you to actually um, uh, show a video. But three months ago, we were all saying, oh, no, you can't show a video. So, yeah. yeah, so it's getting better. Oh, thank you. That's, that's very helpful. And did I, did I already mention that I'm using a lapel mic? Pip, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I can't, I, we had a chat before, so I, I forget whether I said it or not. David, do you look like you had a question. Uh, just a, 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 a comment on Zoom fatigue, Nina. Oh, yes. uh, I actually uh, wrote a, 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 an article on Zoom fatigue a little while ago. If, if you like, I can send you that so that Lovely. if other people would like to uh, see a copy of that, they contact you and you can yes. pass it on. And what, what would you say is the key thing to be aware of, David? Uh, duration. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm running uh, day-long training programs and apart from the normal sort of morning and afternoon and lunches breaks, uh, we're taking a break every 40, 50 minutes just for five minutes. Mm. And I, I insist on people actually stand up, get away from the screen, don't check emails just to get that, uh, that break. So one, one of the problems, someone told me he, did, he was attending seven Zoom meetings in a row. And that's guaranteed to uh, wow. that be right out. That's a lot. And the other point, what you said about uh, looking at the screen is what we're finding is that people spend a lot of time looking at themselves, <laughs> which is something we don't do in a meeting. If, if we were in a live face-to-face -face right. meeting now, uh, uh, I would not be spending uh, the 50 minutes looking in a mirror. Uh, I'd be looking at other people. And uh, there is an option in Zoom. Uh, you go to your, your picture in the top right-hand corner, you've got the three dots. You can hide self-view. So everyone can still see you, but you don't have to look at yourself all the time, which makes it a little bit more natural. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's great. Well, um, we're sort of coming to the, to the end. I just want to say for managers, it's good to actually inject some fun, and maybe you can do that at the end. Uh, what we've been doing in our meetings, there's a thing called Snap Camera, and you can put on silly hats. Uh, you do need the 5.2 in Zoom uh, for this to operate, I believe. And then what you do is you just go into, I wonder if I can, uh, I can actually activate it now. Uh, oh no, I have to get rid of this. There we go. I have to go back to my normal. And then I've activated Snap Camera. And then there's an icon on my taskbar. And now suddenly <laughs> I've got a garland of flowers. <laughs> or now I've got a funny face. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I've got some things there. I'm just going through some of the, uh, the lenses they're called. So it's, it's a lovely way to actually have a little bit of fun at the end of the meeting. And there's characters funny and then it's open-ended. Uh, I actually rather like one called uh, I, whoops, let me, I'll, I'll finish with this one. I'm going to find eyelashes. Uh, because um, this one makes me look really good. <laughs> so that's Snap Camera. <laughs> I, I, I didn't dare have it on for the entire session, but it actually kind of gives me a newsreader makeup look. <laughs> well, it's been marvellous uh, working with you all today. Thank you for coming. And uh, this will be, uh, we'll be sending it out on uh, what, what, will we, what will we be doing, Pip?
be will be but there'll be the podcast version so that'll be the just audio only if you want to listen to it again and there'll also be a video version to listen to as to watch as well at the end and we'll be emailing that out after yeah well thanks for coming on board today and um thank happy, you Nina, for sharing happy online tips. and i know i've learned a lot and i hope um everyone else has learned some good tips as well for zoom and your next meetings so my you. pleasure thanks for coming bye thank you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.